Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough and Whitney Nelson. Uh, it's official. Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. I, I Well, that's the thing. We're recording in advance, so I haven't played it yet. But how are you guys? Uh, I'm sure you both are playing it. Oh, yeah. Fighting at the bit. You can't pry me away from my Kingdom Hearts 3. I love those curb lords and Korra. That's his name, right? What? No, I don't know what you're talking about. But the thing is, I've heard uh, a couple people, uh, now the embargo's up, so people are putting out reviews and people are streaming it already, uh, even though we haven't yet got our hands on it uh, at the time of this recording. But uh, some people are saying it's negative reviews, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm yep, that's nervous. that's what I've seen. I, I didn't read any of them, because I just don't care. Well, but uh, yeah. I can't, I'm not sure if it's, like, actually, like, not a great game, like, function-wise, or if it's just, like, impossible to live up to the hype of 14 years. Yeah, I think that definitely has a role to play. Um, speaking of just the game not being good, this is something I want to go into real briefly. It's a news topic I saw uh, going around. Metroid Prime 4. Uh, one of the Nintendo le- uh, people in- responsible for that game put out like a big service announcement or a public service announcement to people that are like, here's an update we've been waiting for an update i think it was two years ago at e3 they announced it with like just like the title of it on the screen and people were like oh my god and then nothing since um but in this video he basically just apologizes and says what we have now and have been working on since that announcement is not meeting the standards of what you would expect as a metroid fan like it's not gonna be good it's just apparently what they're dealing with is just crap and at the end of the day they're just handing the whole project over scrapping what they have entirely and saying we're giving it to this american team i think their name's retro studios yeah. uh yeah so it's just crazy to me that they hmm. put two years into a game just to be like wow it's it's crap and i almost wish we could see what they had just to like confirm <laughs> like yeah no that is real bad good call like just scrapping it because otherwise it's a huge weight for something that is a giant flop i mean that's what happened with uh metal gear solid uh rising i think it was originally called and then it turned into revengeance okay um, it was basically uh co- uh fuck what's his name oh kojima kojima it, he works. With, he used to work with Konami. His name's Kojima. It gets very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kojima basically was like went off to work on. I think it was Metal Gear Four at the time, and he was like, "All right, I'm going to let the B team work on this game. I'm going to work on like the you know main game." And then he like came back after tears. He's like, "All right, guys, so what do you got? Oh God, oh God, it's so bad. Yeah. Like, why did you mess up so much?" And he's like, "All right, give me this," and like knocked it out in like a year and a half or something. And that's why it's kind of like real weird and like kind of like feels like a Frankenstein game where it's like different parts sewed together that don't mesh too well. But he it pulled it off, it's still fun, but it's definitely, you know, not one of the best Metal Gear games. Yeah. Um but Retro Studios did the Metroid Prime uh trilogy and That's Donkey right. Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which is super good apparently. Um and Mario Kart seven. So like they knew their shit. They're they're, they're reliable. So I'm happy they announced it instead of just like leaving us in the dark and be like, hey, why did this game take eight years to make? Um, and a lot of people uh, I see online talking about it are like, yeah, it sucks it's delayed, but I'm happy they're telling us and 
they're willing to take that risk of like saying like, hey, this isn't up to our standard. Let's, you know, send it over to a studio we trust to make it better. Definitely. Because um, there was another Nintendo executive thing. Um, I forget who exactly. But he said like, a rushed game is always going to be bad. A delayed game can be good. <laughs> yeah, so. that makes sense. And yeah, they're owning up for their mistake. They're being honest about it. So it was nice to hear, but it is also disappointing at the same time for anyone that's been like, man, you guys announced that two years ago. What the hell's the update? And it's a, it's a upsetting one. I mean, we haven't had a good Metroid game in a really long time. So uh, anyone who's like biting at the bit to actually get a good Metroid game, uh, they, we, they've been waiting long enough. Like They can wait a little longer. Yeah, that remake of Samus Returns, though, for 3DS, I really wanted to get my hands on that, but I'm not going to buy a 3DS just for one game. Yeah, that was supposed to be good, but, you know, it's also a remake. Yeah. The other ones before that were, like, Federation Force and Metroid Other M, and it's just like, oh, these are garbage, so... Already immediately nerding out. I gotta, for anybody who's new to our show, this is a video game podcast. I wonder if you figured that out by now. Um, <laughs> but let's go around the table and talk about what we've been playing casually. Uh, Whitney, what have you been up to these days? Any new games or any old ones? Um, well, I went to PodCon last weekend. Oh, shit. It was a blast. That's amazing. I'm super jealous. I hope to get out there next year. That'd be really fun. It was so fun. It was, I have never been, like, I've been to cons, and cons are always fun, because it's always people who are very enthusiastic about something, but I never felt such an instant sense of camaraderie with everybody there. I felt like I was friends with everyone and didn't know any of them. Like, there were, I could be sitting next to a person that I had never met, did not know online or anything like that, and feel like I could strike up a conversation. Yeah, Um, that's so cool. And it was, and it was, it was really fun. They did a very good mix of, like, workshops and panels for people who are interested in making podcasts or interested in, like, the business of podcasts. But they had really great live shows that they did, too. And so it was a little bit of everything, and it was really fun. Man, one of the live shows that I tuned into, uh, a podcast I listened to, Punch Up the Jam, they actually had Punch Griffin. Up the Jam was yeah. so good. <laughs> they had Griffin on, <laughs> and they did the song Send Me On My Way by Rusted Root, and oh my god, it's so crazy how once you hear that song again, it's just stuck in your head and you can't get it out. And then what was even crazier, like, I listen to podcasts while I'm at work, like, programming, and then I go on my lunch break and stop at a gas station, and I hear Send Me On My Way playing in the gas station. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just gonna be followed by the song. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that, that live recording was actually one of the highlights of PodCon. I talked to about 50 people and I was asking them what their favorite moments of the weekend were. About half of them said that that punch up the jam recording was their favorite point of the, the whole That's weekend. That's so cool. Yeah. And there's yeah. actually uh, at the end, since I was only listening, they were saying like, this is a visual bit, but they were all doing like the dancing. I, I forget what the type of dance it's called, but like where you like swing your arms in front of you and then behind you and Griffin's like saying- uh, oh, yeah, flossing. yes, flossing. Uh, he was saying it's how it's like impossible to do that with a backpack on and stuff. And I think some people <laughs> took videos of that, so maybe we'll try to find some of those and link them in the show notes. Oh, Doug, you yeah, don't know flossing is showing your age. <laughs> all the kids are doing it. All those Fortnite teens. Yeah, all the Fortnites. What's up, uh, fellow kids? Yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah, I, I came straight back from PodCon into moving. I'm actually moving this afternoon, and so I've been spending every night that I haven't been working packing. Uh, so I haven't been doing too much in the way of games. I did play quite a bit of Stardew Valley on the plane. Nice. And... um. 
And then I had already packed up my PS4 last night and I should have been doing more packing, but I was like, I want to play a game. And I looked at a couple of lists. I wanted to play like an in-browser game. I didn't want to download anything or do whatever. And a multiple different lists of like best browser games recommended Town of Salem, <laughs> which is no like werewolf. And I, so multiple people recommended it and I played it and I was like, how is this on anybody's list? This is, it was a terrible game. I'm unfamiliar One, with this. There's a simple reason. It was sponsored by uh, PewDiePie and like Jacksepticeye <laughs> and all the YouTubers. Well, that makes, that makes sense by yeah. like the crowd who was yeah. playing. Uh, it was definitely, I was sent here by PewDiePie type crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. But so it's a meme the, game now. But even the, the like actual gameplay, I couldn't figure out how to do actions at night. Like there's no, it doesn't, there's no tutorial. There's no how to play this. Even when I was looking at like taking your night actions, it just showed you a screen shot and said you can take actions at night and it didn't say how or where or anything like even just as a game without the like subculture that's around it or whatever Mm -hmm. it was a it was a terrible game and it was very confusing and i was just like how do people get away with this kind of stuff that makes me so mad if i can't sit down and start playing a game and figure it out it's a bad game it's exactly what they did. They have asked the game and put all of their budget into the marketing and then just pay some big shot to sponsor it. It's yeah. essentially the beat, Beats by Dre headphones. Yeah. They're <laughs> undeniably shit headphones, but all their money's in celebrity sponsorship and people think they're cool and trendy. Yeah, yet they cost a shitload. It's awful. Yeah. Um, as far as browser-based games, though, I was even just trying to rack my brain being like what are any good browser-based games that like come to mind and i remember playing a game called it's just the letter n so if you google n game it's just your little ninja running around collecting coins sometimes there's like a time element involved i think actually every level has a time element involved and if you don't complete the level you explode or some shit it's really fun just the physics of that game perfect for last night (laughs) and the thing is about it it's yeah you just dive into a couple uh levels here and there and it's very satisfying if you're able to do it there's things you have to obstacles and enemies you avoid i recommend it thoroughly and in fact it got very popular it started as a browser game but then Mm -hmm. there was n plus Plus, which was, I think, still browser-based. And then it got on the Nintendo DS where there was N++. And I remember beating <laughs> the hell out of that. I literally did everything you could in that game because I was such a fan of the end game in prior years that I think if you unlock everything, you unlock, like, the Golden Ninja. And it was, like, I was super proud of that. But I don't even own a DS anymore, so it's that's upsetting. But I do highly recommend end game and or any of the following plus plus games. N plus is actually on Steam. Oh, nice. I think I got it in a bundle or something. Um, Yeah, it showed like 30 levels, and I was like, all right, just gotta get through these. I beat it. I was like, oh, cool, I beat the game. And it's like, oh, here's 120 more levels. It's like, nope, 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 I'm out. Like, it's too much. Yeah, they definitely it's but that's the thing. If you love that game, it's you're not gonna be asking for more. Yeah, there's a shitload of stuff to do. It's great. Um, but that's cool to hear from Whitney and update on what you've been doing. And yeah, PodCon, that sounds like amazing uh, time. Yeah, I really look forward great. to getting out there, hopefully in the future. Uh, how about you, Bren? Have you been playing much? No. It has been <laughs> shockingly busy for me, and I cannot justify why. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, last time I talked, I started Bayonetta, and I haven't picked it up since. Um. 
I realize mostly just those fucking. I love the game. I love the style. I love the writing and the combat. Like it's. I like everything about it. But goddamn, those cutscenes are just like Kojima level long. They're just like twenty minute chunks of just cutscenes yeah. without actually any gameplay. Like where the switch was actually turning off because I wasn't interacting with it enough. It was going into sleep mode. So I'm just wow. like, I like these games and stuff, but like, you know, this writing, like, you know, this story's kind of bullshit. Like, it's not super critical to the game. So like, we can, we can speed this up. I don't need to hear every dialogue of this Dan DeVito like mobster character. He's not super relevant. Um, so I, I still like the game, but I haven't really been running back to it anytime soon. Right. Um, I haven't played Smash. Uh, I was doing the spirit world mode, and it's like, oh, cool, you beat the boss. Oh, here's the dark spirit world. You have to do it all over again. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I'll get back to it eventually, but it's just, there's so much in that, and it's just annoying when they're just like, hey, here's part two. Here's the right. whole game's second form. It's like, uh, um, it's kind of like new game plus, but like different. Yeah. But, like, you have to do it, whereas New Game Plus, I could be like, all right, I already beat it. I can walk away happy. This right. is, like, you still haven't technically beat it. It's like, ugh. And then I think I heard online there's, like, a third part, too. It's, <laughs> it's shorter, but it's still, like, hey, here's another one where the two worlds are combined. It's like, Oh, man. Ugh. They're literally pulling a Return of the King on you, where it's like, you think the movie's over, and then it's just like, nope, another half hour. Nope, uh, another half hour. <laughs> I I got a personal grudge against that movie because I drank a 7-Eleven, like, super big gulp while watching it. And, like, my bladder was exploding. And I, I was, like, running up and down the stairs like, yeah, it's over. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, yeah. Uh, I hated it. No, um, seeing that in theaters was uh, actual torture. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I I know they don't intend you to play through all Spirit World uh, like at one sitting or like rapidly, like it's it's meant to be a long grind. So I'm just gonna take a break from that for a bit. Uh, with the online still not being really tolerable at all, I'm not even gonna say good. I'm gonna say tolerable. Uh, I I don't really play online much, so I I've definitely take a break from Smash. Um, and kind of just fell back into Overwatch because because I've been so busy, I just get home and I got like maybe an hour. Uh, before I go to bed, so and they got uh the lunar, uh lunar year or was it some sort of Chinese New Year going on right now? And it's like the year of the pig this year. Okay. Um. So they do like a whole event with that, and you know new costumes, new skins, and all that. And this year it's dope as shit because they're all based off characters from the War of the Three Kingdoms, which is like Dynasty Warriors characters and all that. And I'm a sucker for Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, that's cool. So. You got Ryan, uh, Reinhardt as like Guan Yu. You got uh, uh, Zenyatta as Zhuge Liang. You got uh, Torbjorn as Zhang Fei. Like, so I'm a sucker for all those skins, and I already got like three of them. Um, so I'm gonna grind through those and just try and get those. I'm still not happy with Overwatch. Like, I'm playing this game. I'm hate playing this game because I'm still <laughs> not happy with all the updates they've done, and it still feels like bullshit if I just turn a corner and Hanzo blind shot hit, kills me in one shot with a. You know, headshot with the hitbox is being as big as a truck still. So I'm just like, all right, cool. This is great. So, um, yeah. I, I'm i not really playing anything, and the thing I am playing, I'm not happy about. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. 
That was a good update from Bren, though. Uh, me, it's also just confusing because of when we're recording and stuff. I clearly, by the time this airs, I'm going to have Kingdom Hearts 3. I probably will be playing it. The, yeah, I, I know I'm going to take the day off of work and everything. I got approved. <laughs> it's 100% happening. But where I'm at now currently at the time of this recording is I'm damn near finished with Ventus's story in Birth by Sleep. I still got to run through Aqua's. And then once that's all wrapped up, I'm going to really try to briefly dive into Dream Drop Distance because I do have 2.8 for PS4. And that's the thing. I saw like a YouTube video explaining like, oh, for people who are new to the series, like which of the games are like essential? And Chain of Memories, like you can skip, but like maybe watch cutscenes or like read the summary online. And uh, Birth by Sleep, they said you need to play. Dream Drop Distance, they said you need to play. So I'm like, all right, fuck, I got to finish these before I dive into Kingdom Hearts 3. But if it comes to it, I'll most likely just end up reading summaries and just being like, it's time for me to play Kingdom Hearts 3 because that's the important one. Um, It's uh, Birth by Sleep. I'm still just like, I'm not sure if I really enjoy this story that much. It's it's (laughs) definitely, that's the thing. It's adding more like depth to everything that, is just making it more complicated. In fact, Bren shared in our Slack, like this video that is just like some guy trying his best to really make sense of <laughs> kingdom hearts from like an outside perspective. It's, and yeah, it's, it's um, unbelievable. Barry Kramer, who used to be on the game grumps and it's okay. off on his own. And, um, he makes really good video essays. Like he's, he has only made a few so far, but he did one about like super Mario galaxy, which is very good. Um, and yeah, he never played Kingdom Hearts at all. And then he had a friend who's essentially you, who's played all of them and knows everything about him, explain it to him over a seven-hour stream. And just like, you could see his soul dying as yeah. the stream went on. That just proves the point that it needed seven hours to explain it all. That's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it was intended to be like a three-hour stream. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be much more than that. And yeah. Then, yeah. Then he made a, a cumulative video of it. And it's very good. I recommend yeah, it's it. extremely condensed and really uh, tackles everything very well. That's what I mean. As somebody who does is very familiar with the story and stuff, I'm like, shit, this is all 100 percent true and like insane. Like it, it just proves how crazy it all is. But that's the mm-hmm. thing. I only got halfway through that video. I think it was like a half hour long video of him explaining everything. And yep. I got up to birth by sleep, and I'm like, all right, I got to dip out because I don't want to spoil anything for myself. But uh, it's these characters. What? And I'm not trying to spoil anything. This is. Ah, uh, it just seems yeah, like... Yeah, 12 years, man. <laughs> okay, that's what I mean. This isn't, this isn't anything. This isn't even going to spoil anything really anyway, but because it's common knowledge, when somebody gets turned into a heartless, like their heart gets taken from them, in that process, a nobody is created, right? So we already know that. The <laughs> yeah. thing about it is, there's the Organization 13 is like a major like antagonist party that you're against in Kingdom Hearts 2. So it's like they're just a bunch of nobodies. That means they came from somebody. That means they weren't <laughs> necessarily nobodies before. And that's the thing that I'm finding as I'm playing through Birth by Sleep. Uh, my character Ventus is running into these people that have the personalities of these people of Organization 13, but they're n- other characters. So like, for instance, one that stuck out to me is uh, the guy's name's Lee, L-E-L. A and he's like my name's Lee got it memorized and like that's a very common thing that Axel in Kingdom Hearts 2 one of the organization 13 members he's always like my name's Axel got it memorized and it's like okay so Lee is the somebody that Axel came from and it's just like you're finding that you're meeting all these other characters I'm thinking oh my god so for 13 characters there's a whole nother 13 characters 
and uh-huh. it's just getting absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. And and another thing that I noticed, it's a very common trend. Look at Lee's name. It's Axel minus the X mixed around. And it's like Roxas, Sora, just add an X and mix it around. So like, it's all just fucking absurd shit that doesn't make any sense. But I still love Kingdom Hearts. It's just like, I've been in this for so long that I'm like, I'm not just going to abandon it, but I, I'm, I am worried though, especially after the negative reviews and people being like, it's not like spectacular. I, I, to me, if it's been 14, 13 years, I was hoping this would be one of those games that everyone's biased on just giving it a 10 out of 10 because they're paid to do that. It's like, all right, well, at least that makes me feel good. They're not even doing that. So I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Please lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> I want your lies. <laughs> Pretty it's much. Breath of the Wild. Oh, Christ. That's My what I favorite mean. part, though, is uh, the X that you were saying that's just added in randomly to the names. That's the sigil of Recluse. And that's what Xehanort puts on people so he can keep an eye on them. And if they have an X in their name or on their person, he can follow them. It's fucking insane. Yeah, no, it's none of it garbage. makes sense. That's what I mean. Even in Kingdom Hearts 2, like, the most confusing shit was like, why is Riku in Xehanort's body? And it's like... I don't, it's all just absolutely absurd. So, even if that was spoiler territory, it probably made no fucking sense to you anyway. So it's <laughs> fine. So it. by the time you play it, you won't. It'll be news to you if you even yeah. are capable of understanding it. So I'll keep you guys posted once I get to Kingdom Hearts three. It's definitely going to be something I'll be talking about for a solid month. But hopefully, it doesn't get too boring. I that that's the thing. I do have other games on my plate, so to speak. Uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 2, I did download, but I haven't dived into just yet. So that'll be a nice way to kind of just take a break from just this constant Kingdom Hearts stuff I've been doing for the past few weeks. I'm interested to see if that's the episode that like really hooks people, because I feel like that's what it was in uh, the first Life is Strange game. Yeah, 100%. It seems like if they don't do that, they miss the bar on that because it's a perfect opportunity. And that's especially after the negative feedback of episode one. I th- I feel like they have to kind of prove themselves with this episode. Yeah, it's like a show when people are like, oh, yeah, it gets really good around like episodes like 37. <laughs> it's like I'm yeah. not sitting through 37 episodes. Like, yeah. That. So. So, yeah, uh, that's another one I'll keep people updated on. Yeah. I'm curious with Kingdom Hearts if it is the 14-year hype that's kind of killing it, or if it's because it's such a massive game and, like, the entire game industry is looking at it right now. Like, there are other games that have had long durations between, like, sequels, but, like, and, you know, they either lived up to the hype or didn't, and, like, no one really seemed to care, or if it's because it's just such a massive, like, AAA game and just everyone's focusing on it. As well as the long wait, as well as Disney and Final Fantasy teams being behind it. Yeah, I think it all, all of that plays a role. It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm very nervous, but people are already playing it. People are probably fucking streaming it, uh, spoiling yeah. it. I'm going to try to stay off the internet as much as possible to avoid that stuff. I just it, it can't. They can't spoil it for me because I just can't understand a single second of it i got about 10 minutes into that video we were talking about and i, I just felt like a nosebleed and yeah. just like an aneurysm crawling up my like spine to just take me away from this i will definitely link that video world. in our show notes because it was it was upsettingly accurate um <laughs> it's a good way to describe it uh but also they are saying kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be the conclusion to this franchise i'm not sure if there's sure. 
I'm not, I just don't buy that yet. But <laughs> we'll see. Uh, if it is good on them. And honestly, how can it get any more complicated than it already is? This has to oh. be like a threshold where it's like, well, we just made 13 brand new characters out of the other 13 characters. Like, you're not going to just do that again. And, and Sora and this whole cast of characters, it all has to wrap up. So I just hope it does everything justice. And I don't like 10 years from now, look back, be like, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is my favorite franchise, except three. And it's like, I don't, I really don't want that. I hope at the end, it's Haley Joe Osmond waking up from a dream and he's just got Disney and Final Fantasy posters everywhere. And David and Gallagher. Just, yeah, it's just all a dream. There we go. Um, but that'll do it for what I've been playing. Uh, there is a handful of things going on in the news we could probably talk about. Um, anything that you guys want to start with? Uh, hey, E3, or E3, uh, EA, still an asshole, <laughs> canceled a Star Wars open world game. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, it's, if, if you thought they were ruining the Battlefront uh, license, good news, they're ruining everything with Star Wars. <laughs> uh, oh no. It's, it's, since it was still in development, they didn't say anything much about it, but it just hinted at an open world Star Wars game, kind of along the lines of KOTOR. Which is considered one of the best Star Wars games, one yeah. of the better games of all time, and EA's just like, yeah, no, it's not working. It's done. It's canceled. And we're just like, oh, cool. Thank you for this gift of the kick in the face. And it's just, uh, it's it's insufferable because, like, you look at all the games Lucas uh, Arts made, and just like, I'm gonna say all of them. There were definitely some stinkers in there, but I'm gonna say like a solid seventy percent were good, if not great. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then just all the Star Wars games since EA got the license, it's like, I'm going to say maybe like 15% are good. <laughs> like, That's it's just very amazing. Accurate, yeah. And it's just so upsetting. Because like, that's honestly the movies are okay i'm not the biggest fan of the movies it's the games that really got me like jedi academy and like uh republic commando and battlefronts one and two like the old ones yeah Kotor, phantom like, menace on ps1 Men- <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that one I know. Uh, <laughs> but like those are the ones that really got me into those worlds because you saw more than just the fucking skywalker family shitting up the universe yeah so that's uh, upsetting news. Uh, but good news, there's a Power Rangers fighting game in the works. <laughs> so if oh. you're a Sega Genesis guy like me back in the day and remember some of those side-scrolling Power Ranger games, they were pretty solid. Hell yeah, that was probably one of the first video games I've ever played, actually, Sega Genesis Power Rangers. And it's hard as fuck. In fact, I yeah. revisited it and like I was just trying to play through, I don't think it's story or however you play, but I was at the fight with the green ranger and he has this like electrifying whip or some shit that he th- whips you with and it's like impossible he's a total dick <laughs> yeah i mean it was basically turtles in time but reskinned with uh power rangers but like it works <laughs> that's yeah, all we the needed best back in thing the was uh the ability to have the fights as the megazords like that was oh, insane yeah. you're basically just giant mech fighting i remember like screaming like when i got to that part of my brother running into the room to watch it because we're like ah oh, we got there like yeah, yeah. As a kid, so, that was literally mind blowing. You're like, "Fuck!" I'm interested to see how that goes with a, uh, you know, because the new Power Rangers movie, uh, not great, but maybe a updated version of the game, uh, one of the games could be really interesting. 
Ooh, one topic I wanted to mention out uh, or mention real briefly is that uh, everyone's been anticipating this game Anthem. Well, the demo went live and immediately the servers were full. <laughs> like, I feel like a large percent of people that were trying to play the game just were met with a message being like, we're at max capacity. Sorry about that. And I think since then they've solved the issue, but it's just, it's crazy. There was still a couple like intermittent problems here and there. In fact, I did read about some people encountering like an infinite loading screen and shit. So it, mm-hmm. that didn't sound like a, a smooth launch. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's, I have very low expectations for this game because also, once again, EA is the publisher yep. and Bi- Bioware is the developer. And this is that for Xbox One only, only if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, okay. what uh, EA support managers are telling everybody, though, if they're still experiencing any problems, restart your console. <laughs> <laughs> to try turning it on and off again? It's, yeah. Uh, EA kind of gutted Bioware, and we all saw what happened with uh, Andromeda. So, don't really have much faith in them anymore, and EA is just a monster. So... And it's already known that this game is going to be just lousy with microtransactions. Yeah. So if you're thinking it's going to be like, it's supposed to be like a rival to Destiny, and Destiny's not doing that great right now. So like, if you're trying to base your game off of another game that's not doing great, uh, I, I expect absolutely nothing from this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Oh, uh, remember when we talked about a while back, uh, Bethesda's lawsuit against uh, the Westworld video game saying it was just a copy of Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Turns out it is. Oh, (laughs) jeez. They settled in court for an undisclosed amount, and then immediately that Westworld game was taken off of every app store. So they didn't say they lost, but they did everything that a loser would do in a lawsuit. So, yeah, that finally bit them in the ass. Don't steal someone's game and then copyright it if you're also a very big brand and you steal it from another very big brand. People will notice. Yep. Yeah, uh, man, that's that's interesting. Yeah. People, I mean, it, well, we see like politicians using uh, songs from musicians without paying the rights for it, and then the musician like suing them or like sending them a cease and desist. It's like, why did you think you could get away with that? Uh. Anyway. In other bad news, because it's just going to keep going. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> We're on a roll. Machinima. If you guys remember, uh, Machinima back in the day made some really good videos. And then recently, it's not so new, great videos because they fucked over all their content creators. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Back in the old days, they made some really cool stuff along with like a realistic take of like Mortal Kombat yep. like, miniseries. And it was like really good. Like, especially for, you know, an online video series. Like, it was unheard of for the quality. Um, and then it started coming out that the people they were hiring on to make stuff, they were kind of screwing over and forcing into, like, long-term contracts that they could not get out of. And if they did, they have to pay an extraordinary amount of money to get out. And just, like, really kind of fucked over their employees. And it was really kind of shitty. Um, the other day, all their videos are gone. It's just gone. All? Everything. Oh, wow. The whole thing was just purged. Shit. And um, there was no warning and nothing. So I freak- I'm i not sure exactly what happened, but, like, they're done. Do you so, think they got hacked? No, no. I think it's, like, 
either that part of the company was dissolved or maybe they got so many uh, demonetized videos from YouTube because YouTube keeps changing its algorithm all the time. So, like, you can still put up videos to YouTube, like, whatever you want, but you won't get monetized unless you hit certain requirements. And now the way YouTube does a system is it's either an algorithm or people can flag it and literally anyone can flag it and it's on the video uploader to dispute it. So it's automatically gets demonetized. You have to argue your case why it wasn't deserving of demonetized. And then if it's true, if you, you the YouTube gods decide it's okay, they'll remonetize your video. But all that time that's been demonetized, you don't get any of that money. So people can still view that video, but you're not getting any money off of it. And for Damn. a video, the first two weeks of its upload period are where all of the views come from. Like that's where a uh, like eighty percent of the views come from, and where people make their money from. And a like demonetization like dispute easily takes more than two weeks. So people, are, like, YouTubers, are pissed off because it's like if it gets demonetized right away, you're not making money from that video like, at, all. at all. Yeah, and you're not getting it back. And people have sued YouTube to try and get that money back during that period. But it's just, it's such a nightmare. And, like, this is why YouTube is uh, just a horrific company. Yeah. Um, but it, it could be because of that. And they're just like, hey, this is making videos isn't worth that anymore. We're getting flagged. Just take it all down. Or maybe they're trying to turn their, turn their stuff into their own service. So if you want to watch old Machinima stuff, maybe you have to pay for it. Which I can't imagine anyone would want to. Um, but, like, yeah, it, like, regardless of people's opinions of Machinima, which is usually pretty bad right now. Um, they had a ton of content and they definitely were like an early heavy hitter of like the video, like scene, like YouTube scene, especially video game related videos. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's crazy to just see them like one day just gone without any warning. That's what I mean. Yeah, that is crazy. And it's the year 2019. I feel like there should be like a YouTube competitor where like just, just somebody make YouTube again and call it something different and don't be a dick about it. And then everyone will flock to your service. I mean, people have tried. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Vimeo, uh, none of that took on. Well, mm-hmm. Vimeo is more kind of exclusive, and it's meant for like, I guess, higher quality videos. It's not just like people like vlogs and stuff. It's meant for like actual directorial, um, like production behind it. Um, they're they're kind of, yeah, I don't want to say snobby, but like they have a certain. Standard. Yeah, they have a certain type of standard they want to. That's interesting that that's your opinion of it because I have the exact opposite opinion of Vimeo. Really? Yeah, uh, Vimeo is good at marketing the higher end stuff, like the the um, you know like independent short films and that sort of stuff. They're good at marketing them, putting that on the front page. But actually, Vimeo has much looser copyright type fair use rules than YouTube does. Okay, and so like it's. I put it more on a level of like almost like daily motion rather than oh. YouTube as far as like what can be uploaded and, and, and you know, where the regulations are and that kind of stuff. They're much less. A lot of people will actually post their creative stuff on Vimeo because they don't want to change the music and it's copyrighted music or whatever the case may be because YouTube is actually more stringent about some of that kind of stuff. Mm. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of like short films on there. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's just what's the, what's presented to me. I think like, they just the, put the artistic, more high quality stuff on the front page. Yeah, and then like everything else is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, or you get the live leak, which is just oh god, 
basically yeah. snuff films at this point. If you're watching Live Leak, someone's dying in that video. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one thing I did want to mention were two games that I, I think are on the horizon or coming out soon. Actually, maybe this one isn't coming out soon, but I saw their website and it looks interesting, but I'm, I don't know. Here, let me explain what it is. It's called Project Awakening. It's by Psy Games. So I'm not sure if that name's ringing a bell. It kind of sounds familiar, but it's going to be a new action RPG for the PlayStation 4. And by God, like the graphics are incredible. It's definitely for fans of like, Monster Hunter, Shadow of the Colossus. It's just like a, a knight in armor with a sword taking on like a giant ass like dragon creature, almost like a rock stone dragon, I want to say, but he, not a dragon because it doesn't have wings. It's more or less like a dinosaur with like fucking horns and shit everywhere. Um, but that's the thing. I, I saw a trailer. It, what appeared to be gameplay was in it, but I'm just, it, it's so little at this point that they don't have much going that I just think it's just, yeah, a project. I feel like if the title of your game has project in it, it's not necessarily going to be like a fully fleshed out game. I'll keep listeners posted, hopefully, if we get any more updates, but it's definitely a cool trailer to go watch, but I it seems very E3 to me. Like, they don't have much. They have just that, like, the cutscenes for this mm-hmm. one fight, essentially. Yeah, I think Project might be its, like, in-development name, and then when it gets closer, they'll release, like, oh, it's actually called Zabrahara, Right. Whatever. Well, and that's the thing. They have ProjectAwakening.com, so you can check it out there if you want to get, like, a early look at this game. It does look pretty cool. And then the other one that I see is called Ghost of a Tale, and this is the one where you're playing, like, a mouse. It's very almost reminiscent of that game Moss, that uh, VR game that we did an interview for that never aired. <laughs> I know. Just anytime Moss gets up, brought up, like, a tear comes to my eye. I'm like, oh, God, that was such a good interview that no one will ever hear. Except we did have somebody, like, one of the PR people we were talking to to even set that interview up. He was like, oh, do you mind if I just sit in on the Skype call and be silent so I can listen to the episode? And I was like, by all means. So he's the only person that got to hear it. <laughs> He knows. At least yep. someone got to hear. Yeah, it. true. That yeah, that makes me feel a little better. It's um, not completely lost to to time. Yeah, yeah. And it was good. And Moss, such a great game. But no, Ghost of a Tale looks very similar in a similar vein because your main character is a mouse. And one thing that I like about this mouse is that he has the option of like running around on all fours or walking around like a person. So it's super adorable. It is kind of dark and gritty medieval kind of environment. So to me. I don't necessarily like the title Ghost of a Tale. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Um, I I just feel like this team, whoever is responsible for Ghost of a Tale and or Moss, team up together and get the rights to that book series Redwall by Brian Jakes or Jocks. I don't I, I think his name's mm-hmm. it's French or something, so I'm probably just butchering it. But yeah, get the Redwall series franchise and just start making some of those into games, and I swear to God, they would sell like wildfire and probably be amazing. It would just be so fun. But I realize that's super unrealistic. And so since we don't have Red Redwall. I, actually, there might be a Redwall game, but I don't think it's yeah. any good. Yeah, there is a Redwall game, but it, it's not as uh, great as you would hope it'd be. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, Ghost of a Tale, though, if you're into playing as a mouse and solving puzzles and escaping like what seems to be a dungeon or something, check it out. I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up once it comes out. I mean, it sounds right up my alley. Nice. So, I'll check it out, too. There is another game that's like similar to Redwall called Tooth and Tail, which is kind of an RTS uh, strategy game, like around pixel graphics. It's not 3D. 
Um, but you play as like a bunch of little animals and it's, it's war. Like you, you got like, was it like badgers with flamethrowers and mouses like holding up the flag and foxes with like bayonets and stuff. And it's just like, Oh shit. Um, but that's oh, nice. I also know nothing about Redwall except for it's about animals. So maybe uh, it's not like Redwall. <laughs> I read almost every one of those books like as a kid. And I think I even told this story on the podcast a long time ago, but I have a distinct memory in middle school. We had a class where we had reading time. And for like the first 10 minutes of class, everyone would have to read their book. And it was the first like class of the day and reading time comes around. I'm reading the pearls of Lutra and I like fucking vomit so hard that I just, <laughs> like it was just so explosive that it shot the book out of my hands and onto oh the floor. And the worst thing about it was that was me being like a young kid. I was eating Oreo O's for breakfast oh, and no. dude, it was just black. So everyone oh. was like, what is this? And this one girl was like, did you eat Oreos for breakfast? <laughs> I was just like so embarrassed. Cause I was like, yeah. <laughs> This sounds like a commercial. You can eat oh Oreo for breakfast and you just hold the box with like a thumbs up and just like vomit trailing down your chest. What was even weirder though was then like uh like I remember going home sick that day and then like the next day I came into class, like my teacher had the, the book and was like, Do you want this? I was like, No. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. So that's a terrible memory that I thought I might relive. <laughs> Um, <laughs> was it the book that made you sick, or were you sick for another reason? No, I, I don't no, even know. probably because was... you ate enough Oreo O's for breakfast to make your vomit black. Yeah, I think that was the real problem. <laughs> um, but before I go off the red wall tangent, I did get a little description for Ghost of a Tale, and I want to read it quick. You're, you're, the, na- the name of the mouse is Tilo, T-I-L-O, a courageous minstrel mouse on a perilous quest to find his true love. I didn't know that. Uh, use stealth and cunning as you explore dwindling heights keep from its tallest towers to its deepest dungeons, evading its dangers and discovering its most ancient secrets. And one thing that I see about the character, he has a little loot on his back. I'm like, that's so adorable. It's just Mouse Guard. Yes. It's just Mouse Guard the video game. Which, I mean, hey, that ain't bad. Yeah, it didn't work for us, but... (laughs) (laughs) We tried. Oh, man. Uh, But anything else going on in the news? uh, Um, This is not really what I would consider news, but I did find it fascinating. There was Mm -hmm. a guy who built a roller coaster tycoon roller coaster that takes 12 years in real time. Like, Uh-oh. it still actually hasn't completed the first loop. It's only, like, <laughs> algorithmically what? projected to take 12 years. Um, How? It's There's a video. It's on Polygon. I'll, I'll send the, the video so we can, like, include it in the show notes or something. It's wild. First of all, this guy, why is he doing this? Uh, but second of all, it is insane. It takes 12 years in real time for one loop of this roller coaster. Wow, I'm so interested in checking this out. <laughs> checking this out. Okay, so it's not like a crazy pattern, like maze of a roller coaster. It's just one colossal loop. I mean, it, it, he talks about how he has spent so much of his time trying to maximize, because you only have a limited amount of play area in which to build, and you only have a limited amount of this, and et cetera, et cetera. You can only go so high, and yeah. wanting to make the longest roller coaster possible, and then he figured out how to do it, and in 12 years. Oh my god. In, That's in amazing. In real time. Yeah, it's it's insane. So, uh, I shared the video with you guys, so you can... Jesus Oh, I Christ. see it. Holy <laughs> lord. <laughs> I know it's impossible, but, like, just imagine, like, 
an eight-year-old kid getting onto that roller coaster, <laughs> and he comes back and he's twenty years old. <laughs> it's just like don't can't think, kid. <laughs> he's got a picture of every year of his life on that coaster. <laughs> just oh my god, that's insane. Oh man, at certain like bends in the loop, it would be like like a little birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's. I get about five minutes into any roller coaster tycoon game and just start drowning people. I, just, I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't have patience. That's for what it. most people do. Is you're, you know, you start setting stuff up and you're like, oh, concessions here and trash cans here, so the trash doesn't get too far away. And yeah. after about maybe maximum an hour of that, you're like, how many people can I make vomit? Yep. Yeah. And how many of them are vomiting Oreos? Can I fling <laughs> them out of through space out of the park? Yeah. That's they- that's always how it devolves for me too. The older Tycoon games where you just delete the one part of the track and just launch them into space. Yep. Oh, that's always great. The lines are too long for the bathroom. Oh, you're drowning. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, then they don't have that problem anymore. Yeah. Uh, I do have two things to bring up that are Kingdom Hearts 3 related, which I should have uh, brought up earlier, but oh well. <laughs> um, that's the thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, when you start up the game, it has a warning uh, if you plan on <laughs> don't play streaming this game. the game. It's bad. And, <laughs> Well, no, it's basically telling you if you plan on streaming this game, there's like certain restrictions on uh, the copyright to the music, like a lot of these Disney franchises and stuff. So, in fact, I'll read the statement. It says like when you uh, click on like the warning, it says this game is a copyrighted work. The copyright is held by the Walt Disney Company and a collaboration of authors representing the Walt Disney Company. Additionally, the copyright of certain characters is held by Square Enix Company. You are free to stream the game in non-commercial contexts. However, using the streams of the game to primarily provide or listen to the music is prohibited, even in such non-commercial contexts. For more information, see this website or whatever. Um, so yeah, even if you're not a streamer profiting off of your stream, if you just put on the game to play the music, that's prohibited and they, you could probably potentially get in trouble for that. And that's the thing, like, knowing me, there's many times I'll be streaming... I'll, like, get up and go, like, I don't know, go to the bathroom or something, because no one's tuning into my streams, and if I just, like, leave the game playing, the music's playing, so I'm wondering if that, if I would get in trouble for something like that, and it's like, I'm not even necessarily intentionally streaming just the music, but certain people, what they are fearing is they'll start up the game, not even be playing it, and just, yeah, have it be a music stream, essentially, which I'm like, are you guys really that concerned over this? Yes. I would be. It's Disney. I guess so. Uh, both Disney and Square Enix, I do not uh, put it past them to be highly litigious and to be actively monitoring streams for people like walking away from their gaming to go take a break and leaving something playing. Right. Yeah. So that's a th- that's a whole thing. And then uh, the other Kingdom Hearts uh, related bit was this one's huge, actually. I'm so glad I pre-ordered at Best Buy, not GameStop. GameStop cancels Kingdom Hearts 3 Special Edition PS4 pre-orders, infuriating fans. This is a Polygon article I read. And they were saying, yeah, due to some unforeseen issue or an error, they sold more pre-orders than they had consoles. So people had been pre-ordering the Special Edition PS4 from day one, and just because their employees were pushing the sales of this, they oversold them, and now people are getting emails being like, oh yeah, you know that thing you ordered forever ago? Uh, you're not getting one, just because we can't meet the demand. Yeah, there was uh, yeah. one fan, they uh, took his tweets like in the article saying like he pre-ordered it like 20 minutes after it was announced years ago. 
So like he was like right one on of the board first. first. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a recent pre-order and his was canceled and they got like they got I think their money back if they put any money down for it and then they got a $25 gift card for like GameStop. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's just like fuck you. Like that no, this does not uh equal, you know, the console in the limited edition. Um I think even a video game voice actor like called them out saying like you force your employees to like push these pre-orders on everyone at every purchase like and now you're backing out of it because you did it too much like how do you how do you it's like because flying recently back home it's like we overbooked this flight it's like how the fuck do you overbook a flight right take the number of units you have and sell those many as pre-orders and then stop (laughs) don't keep selling them like it's that simple. Yeah, it's but infuriating. It's, all right, it's the mentality of like people don't want money. Like these companies don't want money. They want all of the money. They're not happy with some of the money. They want all of it. So they just keep going and going and going, and then you get this. And it's like it's super easy to not do this. Yeah, and just then don't be a greedy asshole. Well, speak and then to backfire on them, they have to give the money back and then have infuriated yeah. fans. So it's like a yeah. lose lose, you fucking idiots. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not cool, and I feel bad for anybody affected by that because I know if it would have been me, I I don't know. I'm not trying to buy a special edition PS4, but I know certain people like that's a big deal. And yeah, they're very limited. So, and they look cool as fuck. So don't get me wrong. If I just had the extra money laying around, by all means, I would love to own that. But knowing that it's limited. Yeah. That's what I mean. If you're selling the fucking thing, you know, it's a limited release. If it's limited, sell that many. You can't go over. So it's just such a dumb problem to even be encountering and guess it's actually really not surprising that it's GameStop that's fucking up so yeah it's stuff like this where like articles come out where like is Steam and online video game stores destroying GameStop and mom and pop game stores it's like no GameStop's, GameStop's destroying dying GameStop because <laughs> they're dumb as shit it's a corporation ruining the company that used to be good and respectable like there are small mom and pop game stores that are you know probably not thriving but like if they got a good community base around them they can do good because they're usually reliable and like take care of their customers and don't just fuck them over like this oh, so man. it's just it's infuriating i couldn't tell you the last time i went to a GameStop. it's it's just like a toy store now like they barely sell games it's yeah. all just merch and attachments for it it's very well, much like fye my thing is i've, I've yeah. never heard about gamestop treating anybody well yeah. employees or customers so like when digital content is so readily available and Amazon and whatever, and even like pre-owned games you can buy cheaply online and have them shipped directly to you, there's no reason for me to leave my house and give GameStop money. There just right. isn't. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, they screw you over when you sell them back used games. And then other people arguing like, oh, well, GameStop, like the used game market isn't that great and they don't have to buy the games back from you. And I'm like, all right, then you can just sell the games on eBay and make more money instead of yeah. getting in-store credit. hundred well, like, percent. I made so much more money like selling stuff like myself on you know a website here or there, or just posting on like Reddit. Like, hey, I got shit. Who wants it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook know, Marketplace even like they make it so easy. Yeah. So like, if you don't like the deals you're getting GameStop, just don't go there. Sell it yourself. So it's yeah. I did have one thing that I wanted to talk about, but now I'm second guessing that maybe we've already talked about it at some point because it's the only thing I've talked about in the last six weeks. Have we talked <laughs> about Polygon's new Unraveled series yet? No, actually, I don't think so. Not oh my god, the videos are so good. Un- Unraveled is their their new video series on the Polygon YouTube channel, and it's Brian David Gilbert, who's hilarious. 
Um, but he's doing things like he read every single book in Skyrim. It was like 382 uh, books or something like that. Good Lord. And he read every single one of them. It took him like eight days to read them all. And then Jesus. he says which ones are the best ones out of all of the fiction. <laughs> and he breaks it down. He went through Smash Brothers, all of the Smash Brothers levels in the new game. And read all of the OSHA workplace violations. Like, he read all of the regulations <laughs> for OSHA and breaks down all of the violations that each level in Smash Brothers has. Oh, um, he did. Brimstar alone would have been an hour-long episode. Yeah, he <laughs> went through all of the Zelda properties that have ever existed and put them into timelines. Because none of them actually have good timelines. So he was like, I'm going to make this make sense. Uh, Ooh, kind of like the Kingdom Hearts video, yeah. except for <laughs> Zelda instead of Kingdom Hearts. But he he just he'll spend like two weeks researching a video and try and condense an immense amount of information into. Uh, he went through what was one of the other ones? He went through Mega Man robots to decide which one was the most useful. Oh uh, man, I'm trying to think. Are... It's definitely Clown Man. Of course. <laughs> They are incredible videos. They are hilarious. You don't need to have played the games to enjoy them. But if you do, if you have played the games, you get such a deeper enjoyment from them. They are, if you have not watched any of them, you have to go check them out. They are the most fun I've had on the internet in years, probably. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, that's cool. Is there anything else uh, you guys want to mention maybe before we do some plugs and wrap this episode up? Let's see, they already got a sequel to Detective Pikachu in the works. Movie's not even out yet, and they got a sequel lined up. Oh, Lord, is it a sequel? I remember reading something about, yeah, another live-action Pokemon. I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, live-action Pokemon Red and Blue movie. And they're saying it's a sequel to Detective Pikachu, so I'm guessing it... I don't know if it's actually story-related, or if it's just in that style of live-action, versus, like, the older versions that are not good. Okay. Um, So we'll see about that, because... The Pokemon storyline, at least for like Red and Blue, it's not great because it's the first time they did it. So they didn't know what they were doing. So like, I don't imagine much of a story there, but okay. And isn't that just the anime? Isn't that just the show? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, there's a game I saw on Alpha Beta Gamer, who's a listener of the show. Uh, good website. It's called Mr. Butt's Grand Opening. Oh, Lord, this is amazing. <laughs> and I almost wanted to save that for game or no game, but you already knew it was a game, so. Yeah. Uh, where you're just walking around as a guy who's got a big old ass for a face. And you have to hold in your breath slash farts while handing out flyers to customers for your opening of your new business. And you try not to fart in their face <laughs> while you're talking to them. It's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> seeing like this like big cloud of green smoke emerging from somebody's face. And it's, yeah, they call it breath, but it's your face is a butt, so it's a fart. It's, it's a fart. I think that's a good note to end on, Bren. Uh- <laughs> it's, it's why I love video games. It's, it's why video games are so magical and a mess. Yep. A stinky mess. Uh, let's do some <laughs> plugs. Uh, Whitney, you have a podcast. Where can our listeners find that and you on social media? Yeah, it is Historical Hotties. And we actually did a live from PodCon episode that turned out to be a lot of fun. We got Clint McElroy on it. Um, yeah, I listened to that. That was amazing. Yeah, it was a really fun episode. I think we definitely found a good format for trying to get more people involved than just like, 
you know, the, the format that we've used so far. So that's Historical Hotties, uh, wherever you find your podcast. And we are at Historically Hot on all social media. And uh, j- I'm just going to put this out there. I have a brand new podcast that is releasing in the next week or so called ooh, Cool ooh. Breeze Over the Mountains. And we are watching every movie that Keanu Reeves has ever made. Holy <laughs> shit. I am 100% in on uh-huh. that one. Um, we are starting with the oldest and we are working our way to current day. And we'll see when we catch up with him because he's making a lot of movies right now. So it's going to take us like a year to get there. But there's um, some classics in there, though. Man, I can't wait for Speed and Speed 2. Uh-huh. Well, and I've never seen either of the Bill and Ted movies. Oh, sure. Oh. My first time watching the Bill and Ted movies will be publicly documented. So it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be a really good one. I'm excited about it. And we're not live yet, but you can go follow us on Twitter at Cool Breeze Pod and uh, see when we when we go live with the first episode. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll retweet anything you guys put out. That sounds amazing. Yep. yep. Oh, awesome. Man. How about you, Brent? He's got like a lot of like, man, this movie's great. And then the sequel's like, oh, this movie's shit. <laughs> like, it's very polarizing. Uh-huh. Uh, that's uh-huh. going to be interesting. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> like I said, when we recorded our, our intro episode, there's a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. Yeah, with yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really looking forward to the Matrix ones because I want to see how in depth you guys go. Oh, Probably pretty in depth. The Matrix is just. The cinema version of Kingdom Hearts. It's just it is <laughs> no for real. And then Kingdom Hearts tried ripping off the fucking Matrix with recoded. They're like, oh yeah, the data verse or whatever oh, the fuck. Oh man, I'm done. <laughs> we broke them. We finally broke them. <laughs> it was recoded that did it. <laughs> uh, as for me, uh, I'm ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Uh, it's very uneventful there. I mostly retweet my other podcast, which is Are Weeb There Yet? W E E B. And it's an anime podcast where we watch the uh, three episodes of an anime and try and convince a buddy of ours to become a big old weeb like me and the other co-host. Uh, I think our most recent episode is going to be Sailor Moon. Oh, which we shit. Wa- watched with a guest uh, friend of ours, uh, the voice actor Jackie Lastra. So, who's just a fucking anime or a Sailor Moon like obsessive fan and it's great. Nice. So, it's a good episode. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, uh, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. We're on social media. Our handle's at ABT Silence. I have been streaming again, so uh, follow us on Twitch as well, at ABT Silence. Um, gonna definitely be streaming some Kingdom Hearts 3, hopefully not getting in trouble if I have to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and yeah, if you want to support my record label, it's Missed Out Records. Uh, the handle's at Missed Out Records, and you can go to MissedOutRecords.com for all the stuff I'm selling there, cassettes and vinyl coming soon. I got some actually cool merch as well, hats and slip mats. It's a whole thing, so go check that out. But thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys. See you. Bye.